And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. It's Sunday night everyone. We're here live with all of our regulars, all of our friends over on the Fortress of Solitude YouTube channel and the Fortress of Solitude Twitch channel. These are the places you can find us every single week. It hits me that I don't mention this enough in the actual show proper, <laughs> so I figure I should. Yes, where do people find us? You know, you know, like a real big boy podcast. You know, I figure there's probably a good chunk of people who maybe only listen to the audio version of the show when I put it out near the end of the week or only watch the show when it goes up Wednesday on the Cape Joel channel at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there you go, everyone. Now now you know the thing. Now I have told people about the stuff. The thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing and the stuff. Uh, how you been, Matt? How's your week been? It's been pretty good. I've been a little bit busy, but I've been managing to play a bit of Elden Ring in there every now and then. I just passed level 100. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, but I'm no, nowhere near completing the game. <laughs> what uh, what kind of build are you rocking? Because I know the game is endlessly customizable for build strength and faith and dexterity. Yeah, I, I'm kind of a little bit of everything, but I'm mainly focusing because I play with one of my friends. So he focuses nice. on like the magic support stuff. Oh, well, I, I've got like a big, big fuck off sword made of swords. Yes. And, Same uh, thing I and, would do, and run that, yeah. And ha- my my health bar is halfway across the screen, and everything, and yeah. Nice sword and board, sword and board. <laughs> yeah, you, you find any good? Uh, what is it? Magic items? Any uh, set that you particularly like that you're using? I, I've gotten a couple of um, because you use talismans in the game. You get yes. like talisman slots, and um, I found a couple of them that like boost like attack and everything but they uh, but of course being uh, a souls game they always come with like a negative so like all, while all my stats are buffed and everything i still i like take more damage uh. so i'm like oh I'll negate that with another health item <laughs> and and this and that and it's great nice uh nr says our audio is a little weird says it's echoing really that shouldn't be sounds fine to me uh Again, I would listen myself, but if I did, you would probably end up hearing through my headphones. Is that what's happening? Yeah, you have it, like, on? I like, do now. I didn't before. Yeah. Because it sounds okay. fine. It sounds fine on my end. I can just hear you. I can't hear myself or anything. Okay, I'm listening to myself, too, on this end, and it sounds fine. Okay, that's weird. Maybe maybe it's you, NR. Maybe you're in an echoey room, because I just listened to the YouTube <clears throat> version, and it sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, KT saying the first time in years I'm enjoying a WWE game. Uh, funny you should say that, KT. I was telling Matt before we started, I swore I wasn't going to do it, that I was going to hold out for the AEW game when it's finally done. But goddamn, the character creator looked really good, and I've been playing around with it for the last three <laughs> hours, picking my outfit and my entrance music and my finishing move. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Uh, at least it, it doesn't, doesn't seem as broken as the last one's. It, it isn't. It's actually genuinely playable. I, I was telling you, it's a little weird on my machine. I probably have to, like, turn off V-Sync or shadowing or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't fall to pieces and characters' faces don't melt off their bodies. <laughs> Which, on one hand, is good. But on the other hand, I had so much fun playing 2K20 for the broken mess that it was. They should add that as, like, a mode, like, face-melting mode. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. We should get to have broken Like you, Where you get, like, so much damage your face the character's face starts glitching and like melting off yes please you want to know it's really hilarious when you play the story mode or my career mode there's actually a lot of continuity between this new game and 20 a lot of characters and related characters actually show back up oh really yes showing the 2k has no shame about what they've done <laughs> <laughs> 
which I just think it's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I said before we started there, it's been a slow <clears throat> going day for me. We had, uh, what is it, daylight saving time. So I feel like I've been late to absolutely everything I've done. I, I, I caught wind of daylight savings changing like early, early this morning for me. So I'm like, right, I, I, I got to remember instead of starting at 1 p.m. my time, I start at 12 p.m. my time. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's bitten <clears throat> us in the ass before the whole uh, daylight saves. So I don't know why we do it in North America anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Because farmers need to... Or or something. Kill gophers or something. I don't know. Or, so, again, I, they had like something to do with candlelight that they were trying to, like, you know, <laughs> ration back during the war. But, like, now it needs to be dark at four. But sometimes it doesn't. I, I really did think that my province was going to not do it a couple of years ago. I really thought that was the big thing. Oh, yeah, we're not setting clocks back anymore. And then apparently we just did. They got scared. I, yeah, they got cold feet. They wussed out yeah. on giving up daylight savings. If they don't, the, the the daylight savings mob comes and breaks yeah. their knees or something. Yeah, yeah they cave to big uh, daylight savings time. <laughs> the, the big conspiracy that's raking in yeah. billions of dollars, yeah, daylight yeah. savings time. If you don't, you owe like a debt to them or something. <laughs> in, in a day and age when everything is considered a conspiracy by every dumbass with a keyboard, how has no one tried to say that daylight savings time is also a conspiracy oh i'm sure there is someone out there daylight savings I'm, is you know a conspiracy to kill babies or something it's a globalist conspiracy perpetrated by the lizard men and the revert <laughs> vampires to destroy the meal of dinner <laughs> there and by gayifying america i'm alex jones <laughs> again is it any crazier than anything he said no no it's not it's also a war on Christmas somehow. I don't know how, but daylight savings time is... We'll make it work later. <laughs> you know, while we were talking, I almost felt like saying, like, I should actually put in... I should Google daylight savings time conspiracy, but I'm genuinely afraid of what I'll find. You'll be put on a list. Though. Yeah, really. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Big daylight will get your number. <laughs> Big daylight. You know what? Moving forward into 300 episodes of Comic Multiverse, we, we had a good run at the damn moon people who were keeping us down in our show, but I think we're finally ready for a new arch nemesis in this anime series, Matt. Big daylight. <laughs> we're going to get him, Matt. We're going to get big daylight. You donate to the Patreon now. We'll stick it to big daylight for you. <laughs> We're like one of those mega churches. You give us money and we'll pray for you. Yeah, yeah. I will purposely set one of the clocks in my house not to daylight savings time. <laughs> That'll show them. Le legitimately, I do. I have one clock in my house that's manual and not digital, and I will never set it, and it always messes me half the time. Because <laughs> I look at it and go, oh, no, the time, and then I'm like, oh, no, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> And with that, everyone, I think we've thoroughly stuck it to big daylight so. enough and we can get to the actual news. <laughs> <clears throat> so a surprising uh, story that's actually not getting near as much traction as I thought it would. Deadpool 3 is making some rumblings again out there. We all knew that it's only a matter of time before the movie eventually comes out because the other two were big hits. Everyone loves Ryan Reynolds, but, you know, Disney and the powers that be at Marvel have kind of been like, yeah, we'll get to X-Men, we'll get to the mutants another time. We don't need to get to it right away. No, not at all. We got a lot of other franchises in the cooker. We know it'll be a big deal when we do it. 
and you know the longer time we actually give in between you know the fox era and the new disney era probably better because you know absence makes the heart grow fonder it does yeah and maybe they'll spend some time to think about what to do with the character yeah exactly and apparently uh they're going to be reportedly handing the reins over to the director of free guy which was that other big ryan reynolds movie that actually ended up kind of being a big sleeper hit in the pandemic era i ended up making a lot of money a lot of people were really stoked on it when it actually hit the disney app even though it was like a fox fire sale movie i think it actually became like a big thing for a minute yeah it was it was member berries the movie basically i enjoyed it again it's the closest thing to like a gta online movie that we ever got yeah yeah it's it's like gamer but a little less edgy it's like a lot of those things but you know a little bit more family friendly yeah i i think it had two really good things going for it that epic cover of that mariah carey song (laughs) he's just a sweet sweet fantasy babe which i'm like wow i never thought that you could build a big action scene around this it had that going for it and it had just ryan reynolds being a likable guy literally named guy at a time in the world when it's like oh isn't it nice to see a guy who just wants to do good because yeah ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds yeah ryan reynolds almost kind of being superman in a weird way and like no i do right because it's the right thing to do i I don't want to kill i don't want to hurt people even if it does upend the rules of the game (coughs) yeah yeah Taika Waititi also played a, uh, what is it, a game industry, like, what was it? Bad guy, yeah. (laughs) Bad guy, but the fact that he didn't sexually harass anyone for the whole movie goes (laughs) to show Totally unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. He's actually a great game industry boss. Yeah, he didn't sexually assault anyone, wasn't, like, catcalling women constantly, you know. Wasn't racist and didn't try and cover it up. (laughs) Oh man, totally off topic. Uh, have you been watching uh, Our Flags Mean Death? It's the new pirate show from Taika Waititi. I have, yeah. He plays Blackbeard in it. How good <laughs> is he as Blackbeard? He's he's fantastic. He's funny and complex yeah. and like wow, that that dude just continues to show new and new layers to himself. It's 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 a fantastic show. If you've not been watching it, definitely give it a go. It's very funny. It's like what we do in the shadows did for vampires, but for pirates. Yeah very very funny it, it the cast is made up of who's who of character actors you like freaking hodor from game of thrones is in it yep uh spud from train spotting is in it a mm-hmm. lot a of, lot of good stuff there but yeah deadpool so yeah apparently they're handing the reins over to this guy because it was a surprise hit and they figure hey i bet you can make lightning strike twice ryan reynolds seems to like you yeah he just made uh the director sean levy just made that adam project film with him oh yeah yeah that's uh that just hit streaming recently didn't it yeah i watched it over the weekend it's fine it's fine all right it's, yeah it's, 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 it is an action movie in 2022 is right. what it is that was my general consensus too because i passed over and i'm like the adam project well that doesn't really have a name that grabs me and eh, what else is on <laughs> that was my general consensus for it but yeah Uh, again they work well together maybe they can make some magic with deadpool i think we're all kind of waiting with bated breath to be like okay is this going to be disney marvel's attempt at going full r rated with it and let deadpool exist in his own little universe and cross over occasionally with the other projects or are we going to push like a hard pg-13 but make it more wacky more self-referential and really enjoy the one fuck we're allowed to have (laughs) i yeah i'm not sure where they'd go with it they i mean they could do I mean, Moon Moon Knight itself is like I think PG thirteen, and that looks pretty yeah. pretty hardcore. Dark, yeah. So they could go that route 
with it where it's pg-13 but it might as well be r again it all comes down to how you do it i'm not one of those people who are like oh it must be pg-13 or it must mm-hmm. be r it must be good is my yeah. thing yeah that, that's the other thing i i just want something that's a, like a good movie and not just goddamn ryan reynolds saying catchphrases for two hours which which for better or worse was kind of the problem with the sequel right like yeah. again deadpool 2 is not bad but it's not as good as deadpool 1 is no it was very close to reddit writes deadpool yeah it was it's not as tight it's not as focused it didn't take as many creative chances yeah again not to say it's bad there's a lot of good stuff to enjoy in deadpool 2 the juggernaut is fun uh what is it the brother from ray donovan is fun there's a <laughs> lot of stuff there oh uh, the kid from the other taika watiti movie the hunt for the wilder people yes yes he's in it too playing more or less the same character <laughs> but yeah i i hope they do something different with it i really do i, I i'm kind of worried though because they did announce as well that the writers of the first one were coming back for it oh which is cool but I did remember hearing something about they originally had two lady writers from like Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Uh, attached huh. to it or something, which kind of makes me sad because I'd like to see what they were going to do with it. Same. It definitely seemed like, uh, and again, we can see this when we look at the press behind uh, Deadpool too, that Reynolds had his own idea about the character mm-hmm. and where the series should be going, and the director, who's like the other guy from John Wick. Yeah, Chad Sherlinsky Tr- Sh- or something yeah had another very different idea and they couldn't quite make it work yeah yeah which is a shame yeah here's here's hoping they figure it out here and again to you know what's amazing about deadpool is just how malleable he is he's the white mm-hmm. uh, you know white blood cell of marvel comic book characters you put him anywhere and just on the merit of being deadpool you can make it funny and make it work and make it meta yeah which is why, in a weird way, I almost want them to tone him down, and I want them to make it PG-13 so Deadpool can rail against that in the movie. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Like, he keeps trying to say swear words, but, like, you know, truck horns keep going off, pianos fall out windows, and he can't get it out. <laughs> he tries to cut someone's head off, but, like, you know, uh, the camera keeps cutting away. <laughs> why do you do that? What are these white flashes when I hit people? <laughs> I don't like it here. <laughs> I had more fun in my other universe. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your Deadpool news, everyone. I, I also get the strong feeling, too, that this is still going to be a very long way away. Oh, yeah, probably, you know, 2025 at least. Hopefully not too far. Hopefully we don't have Ryan Reynolds as old man Deadpool. <laughs> then again, because he wears a mask, you could have an older Ryan Reynolds yeah. and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, and 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 as well because like he he also has like the makeup on the the like yeah. uh, cancer makeup. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of that. Holy shit! They could literally do Deadpool forever because of makeup and the mask. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like he's like Freddy Krueger that way. He basically is. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe that's why they're waiting too. It's like no, nah, it'll be funnier the longer we wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, joke... I'm not gonna do the next move until I'm sixty. <laughs> Yeah, the joke only gets better <laughs> the more time we take. Also, too, as a lot of people were pointing out, you know, Deadpool 3 maybe will seem more like an eventuality when we do Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if Deadpool was the big, biggest cameo in Multiverse of Madness? I don't know whether he should be because that might take away from 
you know, everyone would just be talking about that and not the actual Doctor Strange story and movie. That, that would be a shame, especially in a movie that's already uh, seeming to be filled to bursting with cameos. Patrick Stewart, Scarlet Witch, uh-huh. uh, we're going to be meeting America Chavez for the first time. Yeah, and it also, it also feels like something like a fan would write. And then Deadpool Barrier. walks in. And Deadpool walks in, definitely. You know. But, but again, Marvel is so good at that, they could play that as a joke. Like, he sees Deadpool doing his Deadpool thing, and Doctor Strange is like, nope, nope. <laughs> nope not today we are not doing this today (laughs) you go the fuck away uh but yeah so there's your deadpool news everyone um moving on from there we got some very big comic news actually i was not expecting this i checked twitter one day and this blew my goddamn mind all over the place gail simone one of my favorite comic book writers a comic writing legend who doesn't actually write superhero comics that much anymore because she basically punches her own ticket and is allowed to write whatever she wants, will be returning to Marvel for a brand new Jessica Jones miniseries called Variants. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, a murder mystery where Jessica has to team up with various variants of herself to solve. They're, the they're doing a good they're doing a great job getting uh, that word over aren't they in the comic universe yeah synergy it's going synergy, synergy with the uh, mcu yeah <laughs> we live in an age of multimedia synergy <laughs> <laughs> where you gotta get it all together get all your ducks in a row uh, <laughs> this is cool to do a variant story with jessica jones because obviously if you read the bendis original if you read the kelly thompson stuff that i think came out like a couple years ago mm-hmm. What's fun about Jess is that so much of her life is there, but for the grace go I. There's so many roads not taken. Yeah. Because she was a superhero. She was Jewel. And then the terrible shit happened to her uh, by the Purple Man. And it completely changed her life. And she became like a drunk, angry private detective. We also see the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. version of Jessica Jones that mm-hmm. is here, too. Because that was a what-if story they did not yeah. long after Bendis's run. Where it's like, well, what... You know, what if she uh, never became a private eye? You know, what if the Purple Man stuff uh, didn't happen to her? She would have become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we have another version here in the foreground that's red, and I don't know what that's about. Yeah, just maybe like an updated Jewel costume or something? Maybe, yeah. Like, what would she look like now if she stayed Jewel? Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this is super cool. Uh, Gail Simone, I think her last Marvel thing she did was she did a uh, Domino series that was very fun. Mm-hmm did a domino series and then a sequel series to it but yeah this this sounds super cool this sounds super dope and also too good job just you know elevating jessica jones i always felt like she could be the female face of marvel but they were always afraid to make her that yeah it's it's good to see a bit more of her we're seeing a bit more of her as well in like uh devil's reign and stuff like that absolutely so. she's a very central character in that story yeah so to uh get her yeah again coming into the foreground is pretty good i hope we get more stories like this Totally. You know, you talk about roads not traveled and everything. I always thought that there was a moment there when Marvel decided, like, okay, we're going to elevate Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, to, like, the level of our universe's Wonder Woman. She's going to be the Mm -hmm. female face of our universe. I always felt where it's like, you could have done it with Jess, though. Yeah. You could have. Yeah. She was right there. But I feel like they didn't want to, where it's like, it's kind of hard to make a hard-drinking, hard-fighting private detective the face of our big superhero universe. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, that's perfectly Marvel. She was a hero, but she's so human and such a fuck-up, she stopped doing it. Not only that, it's like completely different from like Wonder Woman, so you won't get people Definitely. being like, oh, well, they're just the same character. 
Yeah, with uh, yeah, with one where it's like she's a literal demigoddess and everything, sometimes made of clay. With Jessica Jones, it's like she's too human is the problem. <laughs> yeah. She really is the world outside our window, and also maybe probably what most of us would end up being if we lived in a superhero universe. <laughs> you know, we'd try and wear a costume, but it would all be bad. <laughs> Uh, but this is this is good stuff. I'm very excited for this. I'll I'll definitely be you know first in line to check this shit out. Def- definitely. And uh, speaking of first in line, uh, they came up with a bunch of new solicitations for uh, that big new line of X Men books that are going to be coming our way, mm-hmm. following uh, the end of X Lives and X Deaths. There, and to my surprise, a familiar event is going to be recurring. We're going to be getting the Hellfire Gala two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone loved the first one, so. It was a fun storytelling thing where it's like, yeah, here, all the books will weave. We'll see what all these characters are doing the same night at a big party. And then we'll spin off events from that. Yeah. Who's going to die this time? Exactly. Who's going to die? Who's going to join the team? Ooh, who's going to hook up? And what are they going to be wearing? (laughs) See, it's like a real big social event. Yeah. And I imagine this will, much like the first one was, I imagine this one will be used to uh, probably select a new X-Men team um after the one we're getting we're gonna be getting uh that just voted in um yes, as well that's as right there was a new vote yeah as well as probably setting up some big story arc for yes, someone always yeah now now what big surprise do you think emma frost will have because keep in mind at the end of the last party she declared that we took mars <sighs> they hit they they're gonna take over earth <laughs> Yeah, really. And now we, as the mutant delegation, have decided it's time to conquer Earth. I wonder when this is happening in relation to uh, Judgment Day. Likewise, actually, I thought the same thing, because wouldn't it be interesting that, you know, delegates from the Avengers and maybe the Eternals show up for the party and maybe that's what kicks it off? Yeah, or the Eternals crash the party. Exactly. June, I want to say this is. This happens in June. Yeah, and I think Judgment Day happens just before it. Right, though, though that doesn't really events. mean anything because it could it easily doesn't. be like the Hellfire Gala two took place before Judgment Day or something, you know. And the first Hellfire Gala jumped around in time a lot. Yeah, but yeah, it's a fun story, and I love that you know we're sticking with this era of Krakoa and the stuff that Hickman set up will be recurring. So I wonder, does that mean every summer now we're going to be getting a Hellfire Gala? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, as long as the Krakoan era lasts, I hope so. Yeah, I, I like it. It's it's cute. It's very cute, and I guess that means are we going to keep getting the X Men elections too? Because this kind of seems mm-hmm. to be a major component of it. I mean, we might, but as well as like if you're reading like the X Men book, you know, it's like things are starting to fall apart for it, or for like the yeah. government government side of things. <laughs> yep, on multiple fronts. Friggin' uh, Moira's turning against them and everything. Threats from the future, the phalanx and everything. Yeah, them fucking with fucking Scott's mind and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cyclops, like the favorite son of mutant is like i don't know if i want to do this anymore yeah i don't i don't like this oh yeah a lot of the beast war crimes coming to bite them in the ass like omega red fighting them across time and that's just the books we're reading yeah yeah you're reading the space book and all sorts of shit's happening in space (laughs) oh that's a good one there nr maybe namor will finally decide to join krakoa yeah or maybe namor joins them and they end up like taking earth because you know earth's you know 70 percent water of the ocean yeah yeah that's their way it's like we took it the ocean now belongs to mutant kind yeah yeah i like that because every time they tried to recruit namor namor was like call me when you're done playing at being gods and kings yeah 
I think we're not playing anymore. We've taken whole planets and defeated death. And like the last time that happened, that was before Namor was kind of humbled because he's 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 quite like uh, he's cooled down a lot in that Avengers book. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, he's he, him and like Valkyrie are like big parts of that now. Yeah, Valkyrie and he, like he's like good friends with She-Hulk as well now because cool. She-Hulk bested him in combat. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, we are friends by combat, as it is written. <laughs> now uh, our last piece of news here of course is a big piece of star wars news so i'm sure matt will be chomping at the bit to talk about it i'm of course talking about the first kenobi trailer that dropped yes yeah, surprise drop surprise drop we didn't know it was coming. we knew it had to be coming soon because you know uh, may the 4th was coming up soon and you know that's usually when big star wars stuff happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got the big anniversary too of the first movie which is you know when the show is actually going to be debuting yeah may 25th yeah, we see uh, Ewan McGregor being as Ewan-y as ever. Yeah, he looks like he's not aged a day. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> Which is funny, because it's like, yeah, it's a show in the past where it's like, well, can he play a younger version of himself? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny to think that, like, in only a couple of years after this show, he, he changes into Alec Guinness and is, like, really yeah. old and everything. <laughs> and he starts talking like this. <laughs> I'd love it if he just starts doing this just a little bit. <laughs> Hey, get the hell off my lawn. He, he t- he's going to take lessons from D, uh, D. Bradley Baker. Ah, there you go. Who's, who does a very good Alec Guinness. Yeah, yeah. We played him in bloody Clone Wars. Forever and ever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now, again, you're, you're the bigger Star Wars fan. You know all the lore implications and everything. Take take me through it and tell me, you know, what, what stuck out to you. Hmm... The Grand Inquisitor's large head. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people keep pissing and moaning about the head being like, oh, it doesn't look like it does in the cartoons. And I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, real life doesn't look like cartoons. My, my favorite was so uh, was seeing so many Star Wars fans going mask off about how all races need to look the same, apparently. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. you know, And they found no problem with like defending that. I'm like, are you reading what you guys are writing? little bit there look i study alien chronology <laughs> and the ridges in the grand inquisitor's head says <laughs> yeah they all become fucking calvin candy and have their goddamn caltrips and shit out <laughs> but yeah so yeah we got the grand inquisitor who was of course the major villain of uh star wars rebels the cartoon mm-hmm. and who we also learned a hell of a lot about in the charles souls darth vader book yeah he was a uh, a jedi guardian in the in the jedi temple yeah he kept wanting to read the books but the grand librarian told him to kick rocks because she could tell there was something <laughs> wrong about this guy he was real school shootery <laughs> yeah well, he had his big long leather coat and and fedora mm-hmm basically i love that's his motivation they wouldn't let me read the books <laughs> now i'm mad and joining the dark side they won't let me read the books and i got my helicopter lightsaber which is cool i don't care what anyone says i like the helicopter I, lightsaber it's different i want them to do the helicopter Same. thing in the show just because you know there's people there's we saw it with boba fett there's people out there who refuse to watch the animated shows yes. and this will be their first exposure to these characters Absolutely. and Absolutely. i want their first exposure to be the grand inquisitor like zooming in on his like helicopter thing i want him to come down like fucking mary Poppins. yeah from like the sun he comes out of like the sun like yeah the, oh, what's yeah, that? yeah 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 <laughs> It's the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, we also got, what is it, a fifth brother and third sister, too, who are also in Rebels? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or was it seventh sister? Seventh sister. 
Yeah, so I, I get them all confused because uh, one of them was in Fallen Order. Yes, because they they all have numbers, not names. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was seventh sister and fifth brother, and then we have a brand new Inquisitor who's like a regular human. Yeah, her name is Reva. 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 Yeah, who, whose name breaks convention, which lets you know that she's probably important. Yeah, either important or she's like an Inquisitor in training and hasn't got that mm. name yet right yeah it's like earning your black belt once yeah. you kill a jedi once you make your bones then you get to join the crew and get a name and a tattoo yeah, once you ki- commit an, um, enough war crimes there you go actually that's, that's pretty solid isn't it because yeah you know there's so few jedi left now after the purge so it's hard to make your bones as an inquisitor that's why she mm-hmm. wants to hunt down obi-wan yeah yeah I like that a lot. Well, I like we get a whole Star Wars related trailer, but no lightsabers from the good guy. We see him holding a blaster, which is cool. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I'm really excited about, seeing him using a blaster and probably not using his lightsaber all that much. Yeah, which is very good because he's got to keep cover. In fact, that's mm-hmm. basically what the trailer says. You know, it's easy to track down Jedi because, you know, their inner goodness always comes out. They have to save the day. They have to be the heroes. It's like an itch for them. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just can't help, you know, flicking that little laser sword just everywhere they go. They just can't help it. They can't help it, no. <laughs> uh, we also got to see Uncle Owen, which I thought was cool, and they actually mm-hmm. end up setting up some very interesting stakes for him and Aunt Beru. They see the Inquisitors, like, executing Force-sensitive people, and they know that they're harboring a Force-sensitive kid, so, like, the clock is ticking for them. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to be doing with the Lazars, because... Uh, they've done it in the comics where like Owen really despises Obi-Wan because of like what because he doesn't want like Luke to turn out like his father Mm. and Obi-Wan wants to like see the boy constantly and like check in on him and everything Owen doesn't want that just wants to be left alone left out of all the larger story stuff (laughs) yes stop pulling me into a larger universe (laughs) Obi-Wan I just want to farm my moisture (laughs) and die uncharred (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot to actually give the Larses some characterization so they're more than just the charred corpses from the <laughs> first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they were people too, and they knew that they were taking a risk by fostering this kid who was no doubt going to be important. Yeah, and it helps that uh, Owen's played by Joel Eggerton, which is, he's hey. like a fantastic actor. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, as all Joels are. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best version of the character for that reason. <laughs> that reason alone. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of interesting places they could go, and as with most Star Wars trailers, we don't even really know what the show's about. We got some cool images, some cool moments, but we have no idea what the show's about. Are they going to be staying on Tatooine? Are they going to be going to other planets? What's what's up? Well, it definitely looks like they're going to other planets. Yeah, it definitely looked like another planet. Because like yeah. a yeah, like a nightclub planet or something. That doesn't look like Tatooine. I know the hot Reddit rumor there is that uh, Obi-Wan is going to have to leave the planet to rescue, like, a young teenage Leia from mm-hmm. something, like mm-hmm. a kidnapping plot or something. Yeah, they end up kidnapping her to, like, bait out Jedi or something. Or something like that, which I'm like, yeah, that certainly sounds like something they could do. But then you run into the problem where it's like, but that message that Leia sent sure sounds like she was just meeting Obi-Wan for the first time. Well, I mean, he could always disguise himself. That's true. Oh, yeah, we kicked around the idea that he should resurrect his old smuggler persona yeah. from Clone Wars when he was trying to get close to Cad Bane and them. Yeah, and and again, I feel like like the the the, uh, the Inquisitors and then Darth Vader, because Darth Vader's in the show, they're not going to know they're 
they're i mean vader probably will by the end of it but like the inquisitors yeah. probably won't know they're actually after like like the jedi they're hunting is obi-wan they just think it's a True. jedi absolutely which is kind of fun in and of itself but they're like oh shit we're in over our heads it also means he might be able to do like some of yeah again some of his disguises like like the old bounty hunter thing maybe even do the crate dragon yell again Ooh, I like and have that, it be yes. the correct one this time and not like hey. some guy who stepped on a lego that that feels like some shit they would put in the show that feels <laughs> like some shit that like favreau and uh, the other one probably feel strongly about mm -hmm. i imagine we'll also get some more about the tuscans as well yeah exactly because that was a lot of other like expanded universe stuff obi-wan's connection to the tuscan people mm -hmm. and darth Krayt. Just <laughs> he's not gonna be in the show Sean. i know i know they're not i know they're never gonna do legacy <laughs> but a man can dream <laughs> a man can dream of these things uh but seriously do agent of the empire next is all i'm saying <laughs> That would be really interesting to see them drop an Agent of the Empire show, especially because, you know, Disney is kind of, like, struggling with that fact where it's like, yeah, we have this whole other side of the universe, but also, like, the other side are literal space Nazis. I know you shared that hilarious video from, like, that new Star Wars hotel <laughs> where it was, like, a mother and daughter getting dressed up in Imperial clothes and, like, hunting down Chewbacca. <laughs> And it's supposed to be like, oh, cute, they're playing hide-and-seek. And I'm like, no, no, it's not, actually. Yeah, you're, you're space Nazis hunting a minority species through, through a ship. <laughs> hey, Mom, can we go clean the filth? We sure can, <laughs> honey. You're going to the spice mines, Wookiee. <laughs> Where you and your people will break rocks to fuel <coughs> our war machine. <laughs> remember honey that's why the empire doesn't employ any aliens except for thrawn who's a what's the word that they would probably use a oh you're, you're a benefit to your race exceptional individual <laughs> exactly yeah who's got to be like the best one ever and even then he only gets to rise to the rank of like grand admiral mm -hmm. they probably wouldn't like he, he could never be a moth or anything no again that's only for the humans <laughs> But yeah, Obi-Wan looks good. I'm sure it will be fun. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. And then, you know, we, we got other ones beyond this, because obviously, you know, Boba Fett was easy. Kenobi was easy. We got that Acolytes show. Mm -hmm. We got that, uh, what is it, that Rebellion show with what's his name? Uh, Andor. Yeah, we got the Andor show. So, yeah, they're making some more, like, interesting swings for the later shows. Yeah, the Andor show, I think, is probably going to be the next one, because they're, they're filming season two at the moment. Right. I hope show. that's the spy one. I know we've said that before. I'm pretty sure it's going to be. That's like, you know, Jason Bourne in space, kind of spying and subterfuging. Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned Jason Bourne as being made by Tony Gilroy, who made those oh, films. Oh, no shit. Oh, that's fucking... I hope we get a close quarters fight scene. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> I hope we get a close quarter shaky cam fight scene. <laughs> like those firstborn action scenes are really good, but boy, did those shaky cam stuff become like a really bad habit yeah. for Hollywood for like the next five years. Yeah. Everyone was trying to do it. Everyone was trying to do it, and they still try and do it. Like, it made sense for that because it's like, no, this is like ultra realistic spy stuff. If you were in a fight, that's what it would feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm down for that. Yeah. uh all righty then so i guess from there we can move on to what we read this week again i only read five books this week because it was a slow week i usually read two books a day i only read one book a day <laughs> 
But uh, where would you like to start, Matt? I know we read a lot of the same ones. Uh, let's start with Devil's Reign issue five. Absolutely here. So, uh, again, we're in the penultimate issue now for this series, which is hard to believe. It is. It, it, it I, Again, I keep having to remind myself that ship's staying on after this for the yes. new Daredevil run, so it's basically just going to continue. Yeah, it's not the big ending we all thought it was going to be. And even then issue six isn't the real ending because there's no mega issue after that so there's really seven yeah so that's the whole thing uh ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. oh shit the chat just said i guess uh william hurt passed away tonight oh no yeah yeah he was like battling cancer or something oh that's a shame i mean hell of a career yeah a, yeah, a long long career absolutely you know r.i.p william hurt if we have time at the end of the show we'll talk about our favorite william hurt movies <laughs> Because Lord knows he made a lot. Uh, yeah, so Devil's Reign, uh, the the hunt for the purple children is still very much on. Now kicked over into overdrive because Fisk remembers what Matt made him forget. Mm -hmm. I I love that he becomes basically Homer from that flaming Mo episode. <laughs> Mo Mo Murdoch Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he keeps doing it. He's like so paranoid now that it's gonna happen again that he he just keeps saying it and saying it over and over. And again, even his subordinates are like, are you, are you okay, sir? Murdoch, I'll curse that name till the day I die. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Is, is there like any other great hate story in comics that's as good as Fisk and Murdoch? Not, not really, no. That just this like burning irreplaceable hatred. And like you said, he's like weirdly sympathetic at times because you're like, yeah, my brain was messed with and defiled and I'm not going to let it happen again. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of feel for him and everything. You like, you know, understand like why Matt did it and everything, but still doesn't make it, you know, good. It's it's the line to, you stole my victories from me. Yeah. You stole my victories, the thing I had over on you, my, my greatest crimes, you retconned them away. <laughs> with your magic powers uh again so he sends the thunderbolts to go and get the kids and there's a great moment there where it's like oh u.s agent isn't going to be able to collect these kids they're going to mess with his mind and he's like no, no no don't worry if i electrocute the children their powers can't work yeah and it, all thanks to um doc ock's uh neural blocker things that he's made for the team that he gave him last issue that's in there like badges or something that stops the purple children's powers over them Again, too, you know, if you didn't know what they're talking about here, it's like, oh, uh, a fascist government agency ripping children away and torturing them <laughs> and holding them without trial. Oh, my God. It's what makes the next scene so much better when Jessica Jones and the champions show up and they're like, hey, you want to mess with kids? Here's some kids who punch back. <laughs> and I'm like, hell, yeah, this is a great place for the champions, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're winning, and then they flip that on their head because it's like, oh, no, Fisk has an ace up his sleeve. It's the frickin' Abomination. It's the Abomination who's working for Fisk because Fisk has information he needs. About something that I'm sure will relate to the Hulk book, probably. Probably, or just won't come up again. Well, it's funny, too, because this is clearly the Blonsky version who mm -hmm. wasn't in the last big Hulk run. Yep. Because uh, Ewing preferred to make other versions of the Abomination. And again, the the irony in the subtext here isn't lost on me ever, where it's like, oh, so you mean to tell me the evil politician curtailing personal rights and freedoms was also working with the Russians? <laughs> no, 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 he was working with one Russian agent. <laughs> hey, you work with one. You work, you work with, with one. 
it's great too because like abomination is usually never much in a hulk story but here in like a mostly street level story he completely upends the power structure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they're like ah crap we could have fought the other guys but we can't trade punches with a guy who can hurt the hulk yeah not only that but like jessica loses her powers because she gets one of those collars put on her so mm -hmm. she's kind of out of the fight yeah that's bad that's bad <laughs> that's not good uh we get a really great bit too with uh daredevil in this story who you know has been just such a good sport about sharing spotlight with everyone else you know one of the purple children is like well the only way we're going to stop Kilgrave is by killing him it's the only way yeah and and matt knows that's not the way to do things because that's what separates them from the villains is that that taking of a life it's a beautiful full circle too because i think we are so far removed from it now it would be easy to forget that that's how chip zadarsky started his daredevil mm -hmm. run with matt accidentally killing a guy because he was high on painkillers yep and him having to relearn the sanctity of life and everything and you know that a hero has to do everything in their power to stop bloodshed i'm like oh that's nice yeah yeah it was good and it's good seeing so him impart that onto someone else absolutely you know taking the love and paying it forward uh mike murdoch gets probably the biggest storyline in this issue than he has in a while he knows that butch his friend the kingpin's illegitimate son is going to try and kill fisk mm -hmm. because all these spy drones and thunderbolt agents are making things really hard to be a traditional criminal in new york yeah yeah the, he, he's not not a fan of what the of all the drones and the uh, the the thunderbolts smashing down doors and goose stepping their way into people's houses and stuff yeah and with his back against the wall he does something that i never thought he would do until much later and that he's like look butch you and me technically were not real i messed with the universe i used a wish on a norn stone to basically one more day us into existence <laughs> and i still have that norn stone yeah, I was keeping it in my back pocket just in case. And Butch takes the whole thing in stride. He's just like, oh, God, you know, I'm so sick of magic powers and superheroes <laughs> and superpowers and everything. I just I just want to be a regular gangster is all. Yeah, yeah. Is that too much to ask? And I'm like, yeah, man, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what I want. And obviously, you know, if you've seen a story like this before, you know where it's going. Oh, no, Mike has been masquerading as Matt so he could run around and go to prison and everything fisk knows matt is daredevil he's gonna go to his apartment to try and kill him but instead he ends up killing his identical twin yeah exactly how i thought it was gonna go i'm pretty sure we, we we said it was gonna go this way a couple of issue uh episodes ago yes in the electra book because the electra book spoiled it too yeah which i'm like why the hell did that issue come out when it did if it was just gonna spoil <laughs> what we knew the twist imagine how much more effective that twist was gonna be yeah if that's what happened but yeah great great twist christian mcduffie ends up seeing the murder and it's like oh no is he gonna kill another person yeah yeah and this also means i guess fisk has the norn stone now maybe but it's like does he even know what it is and what it does yeah, i'm sure he'll find out if he does yeah I, I i just love that though that you know mike changes the very foundation of the universe sets everyone on this course and then gets himself killed yeah i guess he's face bashed in yeah yeah so mike murdoch is dead again technically he was never alive he never existed yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a fake a throwback to an even older daredevil story where matt pretended to be his own brother who could see <laughs> and give it a couple decades and a writer made a really mind-bending cool as hell story out of it yeah and uh the big twist there is you know uh 
Fisk, his, his big plan is that he's going to supercharge Kilgrave and send him out into the streets to take control of everyone in New York so he can finally be mayor again. So it's the heroes versus like a big wave of humanity that they just can't punch. Yeah, that, I thought that was really damn cool where he's like, he's like controlling like all of Hell's Kitchen in this like mm-hmm. World War Z zombie wave of just people. Waves. And he turns on Auk, too, because Auk had yep. basically gotten one over on him two issues ago, and Kingpin's like, nope, the balance must be restored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how he beats uh, Auk, too, where it's like, you know what your problem is, Auk? You're such an egomaniac, you never even thought to mind-proof your lackeys. Yeah, so I'm going to control them. <laughs> yep, oops, gotcha. <laughs> I love that, Kingpin getting one over on Doc Auk. That's it's, a lot of fun. It's fun, it's fun, yeah. And it also makes me think that Auk is going to turn on him later and actually join the heroes and help them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think the book didn't know uh, if they were supposed to be writing Ben or Peter. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's, it's like Ben's costume, but he's like, eh, some, some of this dialogue feels like Peter. Feels very Peter. Like, the costume even looks a little wrong, too. Like, they took a couple passes at it and hoped no one would notice. Yeah, like, yeah, they drew it as, like, Peter's costume. It's like, no, it's got to be Ben's. And like, oh, okay get rid of that line and put a bigger spider on and that's what it felt like to me it's like oh you guys didn't know what one you were doing <laughs> so apparently someone told me in the spider-man tie-in issue that i didn't read they actually addressed that okay so apparently they do explain it just in a tie-in again it doesn't ruin the story it's just a thing i noticed yeah yeah so uh, yeah that was devil's reign lots of fun it was pretty good yeah heading to a big conclusion also hey i i think if they can stick the landing on the next one it's official daredevil has a good event now <laughs> and we could wipe away the uh what is it wipe away the freaking uh bad taste in our mouth from Shadowland from all those years ago <laughs> uh where do you want to go next matt uh we had the punisher issue speaking one. of Speaking of Shadowland, <laughs> here's a comic that in the broad strokes is a lot like Shadowland. Yeah, except, like, better. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Goes to show you that if you have a good premise in comics, you don't have to throw it away just because you did it poorly the first time. Yeah, so, so yeah, much like Shadowlands, this is what if a hero became the leader of the hand and that hero is the Punisher. Yep. The big much talked about much touted book that seeks to if not in an outright way then in a meta way try and you know talk about marvel's relationship to the punisher skull logo and it's you know uh what's the word co-opting by evil groups mm-hmm. so the idea being jason aaron came in it's like well let's just actually literally tell a story where the punisher gets adopted by in-universe bad guys <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, man, I see what you're doing. All right, I'm down. <laughs> That's what it's about. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, for, for all the controversy and all the hang-wringing, this really did end up just feeling like a regular old Punisher story, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. For, for better and for worse, I was totally cool that I'm like, yep, this is a Punisher story. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. I, I was a little... A little disappointed we didn't get like some follow-up from matthew rosenberg yeah, where like likewise. he faked his death by falling off that roof because it just starts with yeah, like punishes just he's back walking back to his home <laughs> yeah that, to its credit and to its detriment this is probably the most new reader friendly punisher story in a long time and i'm sure they did that purposely knowing people were going to pick up this book that hadn't read it in a long time mm-hmm 
because yeah it's just just punisher on an average day yeah and he gets confronted by the hand in his uh shitty apartment and they 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 want to put him through a trial the slayer's trial yeah and he ends up just fucking murdering them all they i as i said in my review of this like goddamn aaron's um like way of he does it in like the avengers book as well and like he did it in thor where like he has this way of like making things like describing things like in such a metal Mm. way he's like he's like he's like he's like calling frank castle the meat grinder and we're like Mm -hmm. we're the viscera that goes through it and everything and i uh i loved frank's apartment everything has weapons in it there's knives in the fridge (laughs) knives in the fridge yeah grenades in the freaking bread basket a chainsaw in the broom closet yeah yeah claymores everywhere (laughs) claymores under his freaking bed i bet if they went into the medicine cabinet there'd be goddamn cyanide tablets yep So that's a whole thing, but uh, it, it's fun too because uh, Frank actually doesn't have, and I'm sure you noticed this, any internal monologue this issue. No, it's the arch priestess who actually does all the talking. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, ooh, who's who's pulling one over on who? Who's really in charge in this situation? Because yeah. the arch priestess obviously thinks she's pulling Frank's strings, and I bet Frank thinks he's pulling the handstrings. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, and again, something you didn't have in the Daredevil book. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Matt was possessed by the Beast in that one, although they seek to imply that maybe that's what they want for Frank here. Yeah, it, it, it seems like, the, yeah, that that's what the Hand wants at this point in time, to do whatever they've got planned. Because they always have something planned. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what that symbol is. That's the Beast. That's what the Beast looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a big red oni monster because he's a big red oni monster. <laughs> but also, too, they make a very solid point of showing that Frank still has his original armor. It's on a freaking altar. Yeah, I, I thought that was quite interesting. He's like kind of deifying it still, and I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's obviously Miller, uh, Aaron going, um, you know, meta with like the people who who deify Put it that on a literal pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has it on a literal pedestal. And I bet, like, I've never have I seen a bigger Chekhov's gun. I'm like, okay, so there's two ways this story ends. With Frank being like, okay, I need to put on the old armor again and blow away the hand. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I need to throw away the armor and get it off the pedestal because I never actually needed it anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's two ways I could see the story going. Both are fine. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the big, you know, carrot at the end of the stick that the hand has for getting frank to do their bidding is they have seemingly resurrected his wife maria yeah yeah uh, which is quite interesting because like the hand and uh their relationship with like frank castle's dead family is quite strange because mm-hmm. they like dug up his his family's bodies and like held Savage them hostage Avengers. yeah and held them hostage and everything and now they've seemingly brought maria back to life no mention about the kids no mention about the kids uh callie frederick has frank's wife ever been brought back before uh i want to say there was a story where they brought them back and frank got like a fire villain to atomize them so he didn't have to deal with it (laughs) jesus christ i want to say that's a story i know i was talking to sal about this this was like a punisher book like forever ago that no one was reading and the idea being frank is like well if i destroy their bodies then no one will be able to use it against me even though like several writers did that (laughs) i yeah i have to have a feeling they've come back in like some be it like you know spirit form you know a dream or something Uh, i'm sure they've come back before 
but yeah, the, the kids aren't back. My theory is either they can't bring back the kids, or the kids are like a chip that the arch priestess is playing. Like, okay, you know, do do our bidding, do this stuff for us, and then I promise I'll bring your kids back. Well, they did make a note at the beginning, like because we get to see the the death of their family at, it, yes. through Frank's point of view. They did make a, a point in in the dialogue to say that both kids were dead already before the EMTs got to the scene, but his wife yes. was still like alive she lived a little longer which i'm like oh is that them implying that maybe she didn't die on the scene that day and the hand just found her again or maybe she was a vegetable and like the hand brought her back with magic or was it one of those things where it's like oh the children died first so they were at peace but because the mom had to watch them die she's not at peace because they've never properly explained how the hand resurrects people like electra and bullseye and i think they brought the kingpin back at one point too yeah well and again that raises questions like is she is she like properly brooked it back to life or is she technically a zombie like the hand ninjas how like they can be like subject to all sorts like the like in this issue where like frank like literally cuts them in half with an m60 and they just still get back up they're made of sand sometimes oh chem dog helping us out it was the hood that did that okay yes it was the hood that uh, vaporized his family that one time <laughs> that's a thing that happened the punishers <laughs> lived an interesting life <laughs> it has tell me about it but yeah and also to the idea like you said is it really maria or are they like puppeteering her to try and control frank mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and does he know that but he's going along with it because he plans to turn on them later yeah yeah he's gonna use them against them or something because i could totally see that being like an issue 12 twist frank being like yeah i know i know it wasn't my real life i was just waiting to get close to you now i'm the man who took down the hand single-handedly <laughs> from within well again like um because people because I, I know i was worried because like obviously chip zadarsky's using the hand and doing stuff with them uh we do know that or he chip did say that he did talk with jason aaron about it could yes. could could this maybe be like like frank's gone undercover for uh, daredevil for daredevil yeah and is just yeah. taking them out from inside well, because that was even the thrust of the uh, Electra book, because she met her old hand mentor again. Yeah. And her mentor is like, oh, I know you want to bring back the fist, the old anti-hand cult mm -hmm. that will bring about the end times. And that's why Electra needs uh, Daredevil to marry her, because there needs to be two to make yep. a fist and this whole thing. Yep. Yeah, I imagine we're going to see some interesting crossover. I, I bet you Frank and Daredevil will fight yeah yeah either fight or they're like working together or something or yeah I, I like that a lot actually that that's the twist that they actually work together yeah like 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 yeah because electra thinks she's getting one over on matt but matt's aware of like everything Yo. she's doing and everything yeah yeah there's there's some fun places to go that i liked it a lot and uh, again maybe we'll see some more stuff in uh the next few issues there it's it's a pretty straightforward punisher story but there's yeah. nothing wrong with that no not at all for all the controversy and all the hand wringing it was just an excuse for aaron to write another good punisher run like yeah. he did before yeah i still hope that this the series ends with him donning the symbol again but it's like the symbol with like the pride flag you know i know what you're saying <laughs> frank castle pride and punishment we wrote it on this show and we will still do it marvel <laughs> yeah, he moves to san francisco and helps out the gay community yeah with, with like shit heels to try and beat them up and everything yep he starts bouncing at a gay bar there meets like a gay vet 
and everything and they adopt him into the community and vice versa and he doesn't come back to new york he's like wow there's a whole community here that the superheroes don't protect but i could be that person uh, perfect perfect it's like there's so much punishment to be done here Cox's shotgun <laughs> so much to be done actually th th that's a great volume and then the second volume uh you deal with him like completely upending the san francisco underworld and we find out that they've all been paying up to like a vic Mackey style cop <laughs> and and that's the villain so it's like punisher versus the police force but with a twist of like a dirty cop who thought that he was an anti-hero and he <laughs> was doing the right thing but you know you you can't control crime you can only punish it <laughs> And, like, maybe he's, like, divorced from his wife and kids. So he's like, well, I lost them. But, you know, not because they died. I lost them because I was shitty. Yeah. Again, I don't know if you're watching Law & Order uh, Organized Crime, but literally Stabler is doing a story like that where he is <laughs> fighting evil cops. L like an evil secret society of cops. I shit you not, led by Dennis Leary. Oh, God damn it. Yes, God damn it, like, Dennis yep, Leary. <laughs> it's the role Dennis Leary was born to play. Let's <laughs> see, Stabler, I want you to meet some friends of ours. We call ourselves the Brotherhood. <laughs> no, really, and they get tattoos and everything. Fucking it's, it's so silly, and I fucking love it. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Kali Frederick helping us out again. Loved Thor and Punisher, also loved Strange Academy, but the MC Emily is starting to bug me. Feels like she doesn't feel action should have consequences uh i haven't been reading strange academy so i wouldn't know neither I'll, have take, I. I'll, I'll take your word for it <laughs> i'll take your i know there's a lot of stuff happening in the strange universe right now because it's not dr strange anymore but dr strange is coming back for another defender story mm -hmm. so no one stays dead forever either even when they have a movie yeah there's even a book out at the moment called strange and i think it's uh clear is yeah is strange yeah yeah. yeah, good for Clea. Yeah. Every, every everyone gets an upgrade. Everyone gets to put on the big shoes just once. <laughs> Why the hell not? Man, that's the thing too. You know, uh, will uh, when will the Doctor Strange movies actually introduce Clea? Because Clea is such a big part of uh, Doctor Strange's life in the comics. I have a feeling she'll probably be in this new one. That'll be the post-credit scene. We'll set up Clea. Yeah, it'll be some famous actress or something. Or something, yeah, yeah. Because Doctor Strange is one of those weird, interesting characters who he's almost always defined by the women he's in love with and are like who are in his life. Yeah, it'll be interesting though because it'll be like their relationship, like their early relationship was all about like Strange being kind of like a womanizing piece of shit, <laughs> but like he's not really that in the MCU. No. Like, well, like he's no, past no. that. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is one of my problems with that first Doctor Strange movie and why I only watched it once. It's like, meh, they didn't spend enough time in the school and enough time with him womanizing. <laughs> That's what I like, a Doctor Strange who hits the book and chases squeets. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> uh, so moving on from there, what else was this week? Uh, oh, uh, Detective Comics, uh, 1056. Uh, we're nearing the end of Shadows of the Bat. We are, and something I really hoped wouldn't happen happened this issue. Yeah, I know. I totally hear you, Matt. The, the the book that had such like a beautiful setup is now starting to come undone by a couple factors where it's like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Maybe editorial told you to do that, but you didn't need that. Yeah, yeah. So the hospital is going nuts now and everything. The Scarecrow has assumed control of the riot for some reason. Because... Arkham gave him a window of opportunity 
to something. like uh, like a literal window of opportunity yeah. to like get revenge on gotham even though yeah, like, like in this in in universe this would have been like a week <laughs> yeah or something yeah since end of fear state since he was defeated but yeah his his reasoning is weak where it's like i'm going to strike back at you nakano because i blame you for the failure of fear state even though you ultimately didn't do that much yeah but i'm gonna get back at you and i'm gonna get back at the bat family also the party crashers are here too even though they were only here to get even with where and now that where is dead they have no reason to stick around yeah but they're, they're here so they might as well they're just like killing people that's about it they they've completely forgotten they've they they were like owed money, and then yeah. the 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 penguins men have just like disappeared. Oh, they, they didn't even come in. They left. They saw the party party crashes yeah. and everything going down, and they just left. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a shame because I loved the gangland story you were building of two factions wanting money and the guy not being able to pay both or either. Yeah, yeah. That was solid. Uh, I will admit all the stuff with Nakano's wife, uh, Koyoki, Kiyoki, yep. Koyuki, was yep. at yeah it was actually really solid because we kind of mm -hmm. get her mini origin in this and we find mm -hmm. out that she's like struggled with depression her whole life she's got like an anxiety disorder and it only got worse after she got pregnant yeah and then all the stuff that happened with chris with him losing his eye the the fear state stuff magistrate all the all the stuff he since he's becoming mayor people trying to kill him blow him up has just mm -hmm. made it worse so just a poor regular woman who has been through the grinder of this superhero weirdness and they hoped that Arkham Tower could save her, but that wasn't the case. And so she ends up having a really nice, really human conversation with Psycho Pirate, who mm -hmm. feels bad about the part he played in all of this, giving this woman hope and taking it away. And he basically promises to try and help her. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how, it, like, like what started out as, like, a con and everything mm -hmm. with Psycho Pirate and everything, he ends up, like, actually helping someone yeah he's the one person in arkham tower who actually tried to help another human being yeah yeah he he caught them feelings he caught the feels <laughs> and you can't blame him for because that was a really sad story uh the reveal with harley quinn is kind of fun because through this whole series there's been a quote-unquote fake harley quinn running around where it's like oh is it is it stephanie brown undercover is it where's wife who could it possibly be no it was just the real harley masquerading as her new 52 self <laughs> that, that that's what i thought it was gonna i thought it was gonna be that that woman that we're in um roger were with at, at, in yeah. the start of their origin like like they just put her in there just as like a test patient sort of thing same yeah but it was just Harley, and yeah. I think that's... And only someone like Harley with a messed up mind would think to do that. I'm going to go undercover as myself. Yeah, and it works. And, and I like that it worked because everyone thought that, like, why would Harley Quinn just get caught, like, bombing a food court that was half yeah. empty? <laughs> makes no sense. But then it also makes perfect sense because it's like, oh, yeah, after Joker War, Harley's basically a member of the Bat family now, isn't she? she yeah, she's literally working with Oracle and all that. And she knows the Arkham system inside out better than just about anybody. And in the backup of other detective comics, her and Batman were dealing with Arkham Tower before it was even built. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense that Harley would have an invested interest in all of this. Yeah, yeah. Good good on her. Good twist. Mm -hmm. The twist I liked less, though, is Batman shows up. Yeah, he say, and literally swoops in to save the day. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a situation where Batman has shown up and I've been more like, boo, get out of here, boo. <laughs> yeah, you've ruined it. 
Yeah, you were that they didn't need you. This whole thing was under control. They had this. Yeah, yeah they uh, anyone could have easily saved Nightwing. Hell, there's other Bat Family members who haven't been in the story yet who totally could have saved Nightwing. What if what if Duke came by or yeah. Batwing or Red Hood even? Yeah, any any number of them. We do get it's funny cuz last week we talked about last the week before we talked about um Tim not showing up and then he just yeah. shows up this issue out of out nowhere. Of the blue hey everyone it's me i'm a member of the family too don't forget about me yeah i don't know what i was doing during this event but i wasn't here i wasn't here i'm here now and again no one had a problem with it everyone's like yeah awesome good you go tim thanks yeah yeah thanks for coming back it doesn't matter that you're late it just matters that you showed up <laughs> but yeah that was basically the story it had some highs it had some lows but man if i wrote it i would have stuck to my guns and not have batman show up even yeah. for that second he showed up yeah i would have had him just maybe in the last issue turn up at the end being like that's oh fun. shit what the fuck happened here that's it yeah he shows up too late and it's like oh i guess you had it all under control this is why i, I love my family and i put so much faith in my family <laughs> let's drink a corona everybody <laughs> family <laughs> Hey, how was uh, how was that fictional nation you went to? Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. <laughs> Luthor being a real dick. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was Detective Comics. It was pretty good. Could have been a little better. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out in the end, though. Yeah, I mean, now Batman's in there. It's just going to transition. Ah, it's now Batman book. Ugh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> He comes up and punches Scarecrow one more for old time's sake. Yeah, because that, that's, that feels like where it has to go now, where he's just going to go confront Scarecrow, he's going to beat the shit out of him, and then that it, that's it. Which it would almost be weirdly perfect, Scarecrow. Haha, I showed up to this story late too, Batman. I showed up to this story later. <laughs> we have no skin in this game. Let's fight. <laughs> oh, I actually forgot the biggest thing. The real final page there is uh, Bolson, you know, the brand new original serial killer they created, opening fire on Psycho Pirate and Kaioki, and we don't know which one she actually shot. I have a feeling she shot Psycho Pirate because she was after Same. the one with the power. And killing yes. him, she'll be able to get the Medusa mask. Right, but ooh, wouldn't it be interesting if Nakano's wife put the mask on first? I, I, again, that's where I thought it might be going, where like she she shoots Roger, he dies, and Koyuki gets the mask, and she become and she becomes like the new psycho pirate. Could be cool. Yeah, it could be. It could be pretty cool. And maybe she goes for revenge against her husband because her husband has done nothing but make bad decisions this entire time. <laughs> it would be the perfect reckoning for Nakano. Anyway, yeah. I'm running for Gotham mayor on an anti-mask uh, ticket there. Oh, no, my wife has one of the most famous masks now. <laughs> my wife has become a mask. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd be for that. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? I had uh, I had two more, I guess. Yeah, I had a couple more. I had Thor issue twenty three. Oh yes, I meant to read this one. I had it. Ooh, big one, big one, big issue. Uh, I yeah, can kind of start to feel the synergy for the new film coming in. Mm, um, can you know? Yeah. So at the land of last issue, Thor got all of the Odin uh, force power. Odin force powers, and um, that basically makes him unstoppable against the hammer and uh the hammer is unable to do anything and thor manages to take the hammer to nivadalia he uses sif's sword or uh, the bifrost oh, to like yeah. wrap it wrap the sword in the bifrost and and transport it to nivadalia and there he he destroys the hammer 
oh shit yeah, in he, the place that it was born yeah he, he he literally like smashes it to bits with his power and um with that it like knocks him out and like destroys the hammer destroys everything destroys magog and all of that so the hammer doesn't exist anymore basically uh, uh, we then skip ahead four months because Thor, oh, wow. because Thor used all his power. He went into the Odin sleep. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and he he wakes up uh, with all his family around him and everything, and um, we find out that the hammer has been reforged by the angels and Angela, mm, who and, are a big part of this arc. And the hammer looks like the one we see in we're gonna see in Love and Thunder, where it's all like ah. got like uh like pieces missing and everything. Um. And we learn the hammer has a new force inside of it. Mm. And that force is Odin. Oh, really? So the Odin force now exists in the hammer. Holy shit. And it can talk to Thor as Odin. Oh, oh, wow. So he's got his own force ghost father. Yeah, in the hammer. Yeah, I, I compared it to like a Green Lantern ring or like Skeets or something where it's like it's this thing he can talk to and and determine threats and everything and all that sort of stuff. Wow, what a what an interesting way to do away with the living Tempest Storm era and the Aaron era. Yeah. Huh. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it, and it looks cool as well because now obviously Thor doesn't have the power of like thunder and wind and rain mm. or anything. So like, what's the power now? Like, it's obviously like the the Odin force, but like, is there going to be like like a thunder power to it or something? Or? Yeah. Visually, yeah. what's that going to look yeah, like? Yeah. Well, visu- visually, it's not even blue anymore. It's like a it's like uh odin's color like a gold yellow sort of color oh i mean i guess he still technically has some nature powers because his mother is gaia which they remind you that's true that's true that he can do that and i'm shocked because that's an empire tie-in that never actually got (laughs) released yeah never was released but still very much canon (laughs) (laughs) man i hope they re-release that book at some point where we can actually read it (laughs) maybe make it like a backup in this or something it really should be because it's like yeah all this talk of like ooh is the phoenix uh, thor's mother ooh but you know freya raised him so you know she's his real mother well actually no apparently gaia's his mom. <laughs> mother earth how about that yeah but that that was the end of the god of hammers uh storyline so where the book goes from now don't know i think the next issue is like the big 750th issue so you've got kate's coming back you've got a uh j michael straczynski story dan jurgen's nice got uh, a, got that hulk crossover starting soon too i think so yeah because uh he's writing both books mm-hmm. which should be interesting i know they set up that brand new uh alien uh tournament place that i'm sure will play a part in it yeah i gotta catch up on on hulk Same. i kind of i kind of like after that second issue it really took the steam out of it likewise yeah i have no idea what's going on in that book now yeah i want to catch up on it though because it was such an interesting premise yeah and it's kate so i'm sure it'll be good but yeah they were they were in no rush to get that story started no (laughs) no no rush at all uh what else do we got going on here Ooh, i had uh, amazing spider-man 92 oh what's going on in there very little actually these last two issues have slowed everything down to a fucking crawl i'm not gonna lie gotta hit that number gotta hit that that, we got it this is a real we gotta hit that number issue uh peter and ben joined forces with the daughters of the dragon to raid a secret beyond installation where they were like making artificial super villains for him to fight mm-hmm. they fight a new version of the lizard who's gray and has wings and can regrow his limbs instantly mm-hmm. but it's not really the lizard because lizard and connor's got split from each other <laughs> 
which is a shame because I really wanted Ben to have a reckoning with Connors because in Clone Conspiracy, he had a part to play in resurrecting Connors' family Mm -hmm. and is kind of indirectly the reason why they're gross lizard people and have to live in the sewers now. (laughs) I really wanted them to deal with that, but they didn't. Yeah, okay. And Ben leaves all the other heroes behind because he does that oh-so-classic, oh-so-convenient, you know, oh, I need to go on my own to battle the forces of beyond. I need to have my own reckoning. I need to do it myself. <laughs> and that's basically the issue. <laughs> it doesn't sound like much happened. <laughs> it's not. Oh, they bring back the carnivorous sandwiches in the Beyond building again. Oh, really? I, I like that thing when when, when uh, Ock found them. <laughs> Well, they bring them back, apparently. It's a strong recurring theme, these damn interdimensional sandwiches. They're the ones behind everything. Man, if that's the twist in the Beyond, like, secret council that Maxine Danger is taking orders from <laughs> is literally made up of carnivorous sandwiches, 10 it's out a, of 10. This is a giant hoagie. <laughs> a giant hoagie, yes, I am the greatest Marvel villain. <laughs> it, it's Haliano with oil. Five kinds of meat. <gasps> no one can stop me. <laughs> There's cheese in the bun. <laughs> By God. Tis an ancient Lovecraftian being, Hoagie. <laughs> the ancients spoke of him and their tongues turned to dust. <laughs> I'm all about that. I, I, I wish that was the twist because I'm actually worried about that where it's like, okay, so Maxine Danger is going to be the ultimate like big bad here. How's Ben just not gonna punch her out and the story be over? Yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm wondering because like she doesn't like have any powers. Like she's just like kind nope. of a dick CEO. Like, yeah. All Ben will have to do is just go into her office and punch her out. <laughs> yeah, flip her desk a little bit. Oh, and Morbius is in here too. They woke Morbius up because he has a fucking movie, so he needs to be uh, involved yeah. in the story. I like to think that like like when he, when he was in that original issue where he fought the daughters of the dragon. Um, I like to I like to think um. Like after that, like when he when he got his arm cut off by Ben and everything, they're like, okay, the movie's been shelved. Uh, Basically, put put him to sleep. Okay, they, we'll put they him did. To sleep. He, he he was asleep. He was yeah. in like a cryogenic yeah, yeah. chamber. Yeah. Okay, the movie's coming out. Quick, bring him back in. Bring him back in. <laughs> wake him, wake him up. There is one funny joke. Colleen Wing keeps calling him Mike over and over again. <laughs> and it's like, no, but my name is Michael or Doctor Morbius. Yeah, sure, Mike, whatever you want. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Just demanding to be frank and casual with him calling him mike <laughs> you know my vampire buddy mike you mean mike. michael morbius yeah mike yeah. Yeah, you know mike to his friends mikey, mikey you know? <laughs> uh, there's just something hilarious about that taking a scary vampire and calling him mikey yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so that's amazing spider-man not much to write home about but hey here's the fun thing about it going weekly and having multiple writers the next art could be something completely different yeah hopefully it could change gears completely and be something completely else yeah so i'm excited for that uh what else did you have matt uh at superman son of kal-el issue nine had this too this was the last new book i read this week it's the big finale of the two-part uh, world's finest sons crossover and they get a lot done in this issue they get a lot done yeah again it's a it's a superman book and it's definitely a lot heavier on the superman revelations isn't it oh absolutely yeah 
I like uh, John and Dick concoct a plan to try and get these rising agents out in the open. So John makes it look like he's going to the other end of the world and that Dick is all alone. I, I, I like that that theory was like, yeah, I went to the other end of the world, but then I just kept going to come back onto myself because the earth is round. <laughs> Despite what many flat earthers would have you believe. <laughs> yeah. I felt like John should have said that next, despite what the internet might tell you, I can actually fly around the whole thing very easily. Uh, Captain Kuhn helping us out again. The sandwiches just eat the planet. It would be an ironic death for us. I agree. I like yeah. that, the cabal of evil sandwiches that eat the earth. That That's the new um, the new event coming. That That's what uh, Donny Cates has been building up to and everything. Just death, death sandwiches death sandwiches not death metal death sandwiches <laughs> Ooh, bland man helping us out again there for a special episode we need joel and matt to revisit comics they heavily dislike for matt it's the 2012 run of thunderbolts and for joel it's the new 52 red hood and the outlaws just spit on oh man i'd probably yeah. replace that that thunderbolt run with maybe king's batman yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, that's actually a pretty solid idea, Bland Man. Instead of a commentary episode, we just need to have a bitch episode where it's just like, here's a bunch of things we didn't like. Yeah. Or maybe things we liked about it, like that we've seen once re rereading it now. Yeah, after you know, a few that's, years. That's better, though we need to say something nice about this. You're right. Yeah. I like, yeah, that's more challenging because everyone on the internet is negative and everyone on the internet can talk shit about stuff you're right we need to find series we didn't like and say something nice about it with time yeah because i know there's some stories where it's like well you know boy we were too hard on that one weren't we this is worse <laughs> but there's also stories just like were we hard enough <laughs> yeah that's yeah you're right ones with time were we hard enough on this actually looking yeah. back yeah Ooh, again, that's that's the hard mode. That's the new game plus with the <laughs> shit we weren't actually hard enough on at the time. <laughs> shit, looking on back on it now, that's really bad. Oh man, that's that's everyone write that down. Everyone stick a fork in that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, back to Superman, Son of Kal El. There, so yeah, they work out this cool plan to get the Rising Agents out in the open. Yeah, and they end up doing it, and they end up fighting the like because the, the Rising Agents weren't expecting Superman to be there. They weren't mm. expecting no powered Nightwing. Uh, they're like, oh, what the fuck do we do? I can't do much as... against Superman. No, they can't. I like Bendix put all this time and effort into like selling these brand new super soldiers, but at the end of the day, they actually can't do much against yeah, Superman. They're pretty shit. I, again, they're bullies. They're just yeah. bullies who just punch yeah. down. Yeah, they're they're post humans. They only get one power. Superman has all the powers. Yeah, I like that. There's that one guy who tries to headbutt Superman and Amazing. ends up knocking himself out. Amazing. Hey, you don't spit in the wind, you don't tug on Superman's cape, and you <laughs> certainly don't headbutt him either. <laughs> I, Nightwing had a great joke, too, where it's like, man, John, you know, I feel like you're doing the bulk of the heavy lifting in this team up. <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting here and showing off my cool wingsuit. Yeah, yeah. It's a very cool wingsuit. It, it was, it was funny, because I read this before I read Detective Comics, and I got, like for a second in detective i got mad i'm like wait a minute nightwing has a fucking wingsuit and then yeah, i'm why like did he oh like he's knocked he's kind of knocked out and tied up i get it yeah. okay <laughs> but you're right it's like aren't you an acrobat don't you like fall with style for a living <laughs> isn't it your thing but yeah so like they actually deal with the rising guys fairly early on but it's obviously going to still be a problem for superman because they run back to LexCorp, and there's a secret lead-lined room deep under the facility that they can't reach. Yeah, and uh, 
they end up capturing one of the rising the guy that headbutted him uh and they they wonder if they might be able to get some information out of him but bendix decides well you know he's not going to tell anyone anything so he does the old waller classic and blows the guy's head up which is hilarious because a couple issues ago when he was unveiling his rising agents, he talked shit about Waller yeah. and the Suicide Squad, yeah. and now he's using her tactics. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's kind of terrifying because uh, obviously John's holding the guy and he starts seeing it in slow motion, so he watches mm. this guy basically be eviscerated in slow motion. And there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, yeah, and that like really uh, upsets Fucks him. with him, yeah. Because it's the second time now Bendix has sacrificed his own agents in mm-hmm. front of him. Yep. And there's nothing he can do about it. And the rest of the issue is actually kind of, you know, a much quieter, more personal thing with Dick trying to help John work through these issues. You know, he he makes him a cup of tea because that's what Alfred would do for him when he had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. And gives John some probably much needed therapy. Very much so, yeah. Again, he he helps him work through a lot of shit, and I love the way he starts to like a cool older brother mentor figure would, where he's like, you know, I'm not gonna give you all the superhero platitudes you've heard before that it's not your fault that there was nothing you could do. You're always gonna feel bad and guilty about it. I know because I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, there's nothing wrong with the way you're feeling. Just let it, just let it wash over you like a wave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really nice. Uh, John opens up to him about the time he spent trapped in Earth 3 getting aged up, you know, five years. And he says that he never told anyone else about that. And I kind of had a eureka moment where I'm like, yeah, I guess he didn't, did he? Well, well no, I, I know what you're talking about, like, but people people got this really uh, confused. He, he told, he's told people that he was stuck on Earth 3, like his parents and everything. What he didn't tell them was that he wanted Nightwing to oh, save, save him. Specifically. He hasn't told anyone that. Right, because at the beginning of the story, we see a flashback where Nightwing in his red suit actually did find John one time when he was lost and, flying around. And was, like, the only person there who didn't treat him as, like, a thing and treated him like a person. Yeah. Yeah. And juggled for him, even. Yeah, and gave him a lollipop. <laughs> He's like, would you like me to juggle for you now? It worked great when you were nine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fun. Uh, we also get some really great movement from the truth storyline that I was not expecting, because obviously one of the things in this two-parter is that Nightwing, with his newfound fortune, wants to invest in the truth, but he's afraid to do so because they're anonymous. They're all about anonymity. So he wants Lois Lane to use her respectability and you know fame as a Pulitzer-surprise-winning uh, journalist to be the new face of the truth. It, it seems like so logical and like, uh, obvious that i uh, i'm surprised i never thought of it same i know right i'm like yeah because like lois isn't really doing much at the moment and this would only help not only her son but the superhero community as a whole and in fact we see what this means moments later when jay shows up and it's like hey that video of that guy's head exploding is making the rounds ben Dix is trying to spin it in the media that john killed this guy mm-hmm. and we've been down this road a million times before in superhero books where yeah. a, a villain will doctor footage and try and you know drag a hero's name through the mud the only difference is now because of dick money lois's respectability and the truth's contacts they can actually fight against superhero misinformation yeah yeah they have all the all the resources available to combat this which is really cool also puts another notch in truth justice and a better tomorrow yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and again like as i've been saying it just keeps like making john his own character and and like like he's got his own supporting cast and everything he's dealing with all these own original threats and everything he's not just a copy of his father now anymore 
Hell, Dick even says, you know, don't try and compare yourself to the hero you look up to. You'll only drive yourself crazy. Be mm-hmm. a hero worth looking up yeah. to. Again, things I've been saying ever since he started aging up. He's going to not be Superman. He's going to be his own hero. And it's the same stuff that was in, like, Future State and everything. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Pretty much, yeah. Really, really solid little two-parter. I'm almost sad to see Nightwing go. I'm like, yo, can Nightwing just stick around and be uh, in this book? Tom Taylor has said he's going to be sticking around for, like, he's going to be, like, coming in and out. Good, because the back and forth he has with John is really amazing. Yeah, well, again, like, they said, like, Nightwing said he was going to be John's mentor. Yeah. Which which is is so really fun. It's wonderful, and it's great, too. You know, they talk about all the ways that they're the same. You know, we know what it's like trying to fill our famous father's shoes. Uh, Hey, we both see the good in Damien when no one else will. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a very interesting way because Damien was Dick's Robin before he was Batman's Robin. Yep. And I love that little connection there. It's also a nice way of being like, no, we're not replacing the Super Sons. We're our own thing. I'd be fine if they did replace them with these two. These, uh, they, I find them much more refreshing than John and Damien. It's it's a totally different dynamic. But yeah, I would totally read World's Finest Sons. I yeah. totally would. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely like, read that. You should that make series. that like a, an ongoing backup in the World's Finest book, which begins this week. I, oh yeah that's right it is too doesn't the big uh what is it dan mora uh mark wade book mark wade thing yeah which yeah man that book looks great yeah god damn it i have time to add another dc book to my list <laughs> <laughs> not been doing it and yeah as secret uh boss off says there nightwing was inspired by superman and now he's mentoring superman's son yeah, what it's a beautiful... perfect it's perfect yeah what a beautiful circle we've made here Kali Frederick helping us out again there. Love the mentor chat with John and Dick. It's also nice seeing Lois getting something to do. Plus, I got to say, Joker 13 was a nice pump for the finale. Yeah, I haven't read Joker 13 yet, Kali, but I'm going to. I know we're near the tail end of the series, and I've stuck with it so long, I better finish it off. (laughs) I I have a bad habit of dropping books sometimes when I know it's canceled, but Joker I've stuck with, and it was on my best of list last year, so fuck it, I better stick with it till the bitter end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially because i get the distinct feeling that when they bring it back for a season two it's not gonna be as good yeah yeah i figured tynan used all of his stroke and all of his creative pull to actually trick dc into letting him write a great jim gordon book <laughs> yeah the real joker book is going to be over on his Substack. stack uh, there you go that's what you gotta do <laughs> have some of those new Substack books come out i know kurt was talking about that because he's more plugged into the indie stuff than we are I that apparently sure. some of them have already come out I have no idea. I don't know either. I didn't subscribe to any subscribers. Does that make me a bad comic book guy that I didn't subscribe to anyone's Substack because I'm already subscribed to so many other things that take money from my wallet just to try and make the channel work? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love you guys. I want to support all you guys out there. I'm sure your indie books will be great. I just worry your indie books won't help me pay my bills. <laughs> is all i'm saying yes i might be bored of the newest you know batman the newest like you know third stringer spider-man book there but i know they'll probably get more views <laughs> yeah is all i'm saying but uh yeah so uh, uh world's finest son superman Seneca, big uh big uh, stamp of approval from the both of us yeah it's fantastic really solid crossover yeah and also too maybe now that we're done the crossover maybe dick can continue the story with his sister and everything else he was doing yeah i I hopefully hopefully (laughs) yeah 
Not, not, not that I didn't love what they were doing, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like Dick's story keeps getting hijacked over and over. No, it does, because we went from Fear State to, like, a couple of issues of the story getting good, and then, like, this. It's like, hey, you have a sister, and then it's like, oh, hey, time to go fight the Scarecrow. Okay, time to help John now. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right, then. Now, you had a couple more books, even though that's everything I had this week. You want a lightning round the last couple you had? Uh, well, I just had one more, and it, it was from last week, which I think we should probably talk about, and that's the War for Earth 3 issue one. Oh, see, I didn't even get around to this because I'm two Suicide Squads behind. <laughs> I but, Again, I, I don't want to be. I want to catch up on it, but I don't know if I'll be able to. It, it I, I definitely think you should catch up on it because it's pretty good. Like, this issue it is, seems like my jam. Yeah, this issue is just kind of like setting up um, the opening salvo for Waller's War. She she invades Earth uh, Earth 3, and she has like... like it's We don't see it in the Suicide Squad book, but she has like a literal army like a literal army of like nobody heroes and villains from like all oh, over really? the multiverse like not just the ones we've seen in the team just like i guess that's what Bloodsport was doing yeah, literal red shirts which is what that's they are because cool. they all just immediately <laughs> fucking die to like uh powering and owl man but, but living but, up to his name suicide squad yeah yeah so uh what's really funny is that on earth 3 at the time it's like super uh, ultraman's birthday and oh, really? he's celebrating with all like the billionaires and he ends up killing them because they're because he's just bored uh, yeah. and, he, and he goes up to space to like to like perv on uh superwoman and owl man who are like you do busy having like freaky sex in the owl cave and <laughs> only freaky sex <laughs> in the owl cave S S superwoman knows he's watching and is like is like fucking taunting uh ultraman because ultraman want, wants her but she doesn't she's so she's only with owl man because that fucks with ultraman's head mm. she's like ah you're watching aren't you ah, watch this watch this she got him like tied to a bed and everything <laughs> um but yeah a power powering responds to waller's invasion and he gets his ass handed to him by black hand oh uh, nice that's who, like, why they got a green lantern villain on their yeah, team just, he just touches the guy and he just his powers go away um and then owl man is sent out by ultraman after like ultraman storms the owl cave and interrupts their sex time uh, <laughs> so owl man is sent out in his uh big jet and everything and he's blown out of the sky by black siren and, and it's funny because while keeps cutting back to like the owl cave she's like hacked into the systems Naturally. and and she's like i got powering and then owl man attacks i got owl man who's next <laughs> uh so then the uh, those two go off and try and stop waller and that's when like match and all that sort of come in uh, match has been gets reverted by brainiac 666 who's mm. uh who's etrigan possessed by brainiac that's um, a fun mix uh he gets turned back into bizarro boy because he didn't want to work with waller or anything right, right. so match technically doesn't exist anymore it's just bizarro boys speaking backwards and whatnot oh yeah, he, he ends up fighting Superwoman and then uh, Ultraman confronts Walla and he can't seem to hit her because Walla seemingly has speed powers. She likes speeding around the place. And we find out how she has that because she has resurrected Johnny Quick. Oh, right, he died. Yeah, and our, our Ultraman is able to like see him and like grabs him and is like wondering, like, how are you alive? We buried you months ago because he died in that crime syndicate book. That's right, that I didn't finish, but you did. Yeah, yeah. So like, how is he alive? And he's like, ah, just listen to Waller. She's got kind of a good idea. And Waller's whole idea for Earth Three is that 
she she views Ultraman and the crime syndicate as literal gods not kings she she wants to deal with all like the headaches that gods shouldn't have to deal with <laughs> like invading aliens other earths all right. that stuff so that let the, me uh, run your earth for you basically. yeah so Ultraman doesn't have to worry about that and can just kick back and do whatever the fuck he wants fuck around with one uh, superwoman and all that shit and um she he agrees to that he agrees to join her and that's when rick flag's team decides to arrive <laughs> after the real heroes yeah after defeating um oh they, their team gets cut like in half like lawzod cheetah i think mirror mirror master as well ends up getting like sucked into the phantom zone because lawzod opens up a phantom zone portal to take Oops. uh the the uh clay face into and the clay face ends up grabbing them all and pulling them in with it um but they end up, but it's like rick flag uh peacemaker blood sport and mirror master are like the only ones left oh and calibra and ambush bug and nocturna who just turn up because they got left in hell you haven't read that far they get left in hell because they don't want to help walla right yeah because obviously they were in hell that one time and then no, they were in space sorry not hell they get left on earth eight um oh right. and they just turn up here we don't get an explanation of how or why or I'm anything sure there'll be a tie-in issue yeah they they turn up here and they they join rick flag's team and rick flag storms earth three only to find that the crime syndicate has joined walla <laughs> so now it's all the good characters versus the evil characters in waller pretty much yeah that's uh that's interesting i wonder how they're gonna deal with that because it's like how do you finish this story without like killing waller or changing the suicide squad forever yeah or like or, yeah or like stopping earth 3 from invading earth 1 again and doing forever evil all over again to think that you know they set all of this up in goddamn future state i know right i think no story has better paid it off than this i know hard to believe that like robbie thompson you know it was probably robbie thompson's pitch he's like this is the story i'd like to eventually tell and they're like cool can you work backwards and do future state first yeah we'll let you tell this but you have to do red x first yeah no that was the other guy that was, oh, uh, was tim sheridan tim sheridan yes who oh, will okay. be involved in this too yeah yeah that's why i got confused because it does t it does titans academy tie-in this week is a flash tie-in i don't know why these books are being tied in but sure why not yeah i why I'm not sure why Flash would be tied into it. Because, uh, yeah, because this is all what they've been building up in Suicide Squad. This is what it's all been about. Yeah, because I'm like Flash at the moment. I just read the last two Flash issues, and he's like dealing with like Eclipso and Dark World and Gem mm -hmm. World and all these places. Nah, you got me. Which is maybe another reason to it. It's like, meh, maybe I'll read it when it's done. <laughs> I got to do that, and I got to read what is it, Static and all that other stuff now that it's officially done nice i keep also meaning to read i didn't it came out this week but i haven't read it yet i don't know whether i'll have to read or i'll be able to read it yet is that do trial of the amazon started oh yeah again there's just not enough time in the day for yeah. all of the books yeah <laughs> we need goddamn assistance we need underpaid interns who will tell <laughs> it to us for us <laughs> that's why i've yep. started my new show on on uh on live stream the solitude story time just to get through because i use i use them as like review placeholders and just upload good them idea. people love them people seem to that's love good. them yeah it's more streamable content that's good stuff i saw you doing that good job yeah tell me about it so i guess with that that's more or less the show this week that's everything that's fit to print that's everything we read yeah hey you know uh this is this is fun let's talk about the comic books that are coming out uh today actually as this show uh goes live on wednesday at eight probably more giant lists of comics <laughs> 
Oh, probably, isn't it always? All right, so we got Detective Comics. Uh, I don't know if this is the finale, but it's there. We got Amazing Spider-Man Point Beyond. I don't care. <laughs> we got Nightwing 90. Looks like it's going to be Dick teaming up with The Flash. Ooh. We got The Flash 780, which is the Earth 3 war tie-in you were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, Wonder Woman 785, which is a tie-in to that Amazon's book you mentioned. Yep. Uh, we got Black Adam doing some shit in Justice League. We got mm -hmm. Avengers 54. Mm -hmm. uh, X Lives of Wolverine 5. I guess these are ending. That that fucked me up this week, too, that they put X Lives and X Both. Deaths out on the same day. Yeah. I'm glad that's ending now. I'm just going to catch up on it and just get it out of the way. <laughs> it's, it felt like it was the, good. E Deaths is fine. It's the life book that's uh, yeah, it kind feels of like dragging. <laughs> I, I again I like looked through them before I started. It looks like they're going places. It looks like they're actually starting to cross over a little now. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, we got Batman the Night Three, which you and I are both really loving. Nice, nice. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number one. Yes, looking forward to that. Uh, Carnage number one. I picked up the prelude to this because it's like ooh a new Carnage, and it was like a story about like a creepy little girl in a crack house and everything. Ooh, I'm like oh okay. this is awesome. But then I think it just became Cletus Casty again at the end. Oh, oh. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to watch little girl Damien little, Carnage, actually. Little crack baby Carnage, yeah. Yeah, I was all about that. Uh, Green Lantern 12, uh, Blue and Gold 7, uh, Fantastic Four, Reckoning War, Trial of the Watcher, number nice. one. I don't know if you're doing the tie-ins for that. I did, yeah. I did one on my stream earlier today. Star Wars The Halcyon Legacy, number two. Yeah, we that's about, that's about that hotel. <laughs> oh, it's all about, I can't believe the hotel gets its own comic. It's a tie-in that it goes it, it like shows the hotel or like the ship um, through all the oh, different right. eras. We got Aurora Singh on the cover. Will she be at the yeah. hotel? I, apparently, in canon, uh, the ship is uh, where uh, Ben Solo was conceived. Really? Yeah. So I, I want them to like uh, advertise like a room, sleep in the room where Han and Leia fucked. Yeah, I know, right? Can I go to that room, please? <laughs> I want to go to that room. <laughs> uh, and then that actually seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it's actually going to be a much lighter week this week, which is good because maybe that means we can fucking catch up on things. Awesome. Oh, sweet. Super Speeder says Green Lantern is on the last issue. Excellent, because I'm catching up at the moment in it. And I'm yes, probably just going to release like well. a whole story time on it. Yes, I'm looking at the cover for that one right now. Uh, John Stewart there uh, mm -hmm. is punching stuff. Yeah, punching it real good. Uh, so, all right then, everyone. That's been the episode for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, everyone who stopped by. Thank you, everyone who donated. It really helps. Uh, what is it? Keep uh, what is it? Keep, keep the lights on. Keep everything rolling. Oh, Mind Frank says Carnage is just Carnage. No Cletus. Oh, is that what that one was? I didn't read oh, it. I okay. just flipped to the end, and I'm like, oh, is he there? He, oh, I, he, I I guess he killed him. Maybe he he'll be he'll be Cletus. It Come on, let, let, let's be real. Carnage will be Cletus. He'll Status still act like him and everything. To. Yeah. Status quo is always returned to. But yes, thank you everyone for coming out. Thank you everyone for donating. We hope you have a great week reading comics. We hope you know you feel strong and powerful and nerdy. And we hope you come back next week and join us for another episode of the Comic Multiverse. Yeah, catch everyone later. Bye bye. <laughs>